Time for our parenting feature conversation for this morning. And with World Safer Internet Day coming up next week, that's on the 6th of February. This morning, we're looking at online safety and kids. So what are the things you need to know as a parent? What are some of the risks uh, that you need to be aware of if your kids are using the internet? Which many children are. I mean, we often talk about the iPad babies, the kids who can't eat uh, or complete a task without an iPad in front of them. But that means they're plugged into the World Wide Web. And so what are those? dangers. Joined on the line by our resident human potential and parenting expert. She is, of course, also the co-author of a best-selling book called Tech Savvy. Nikki Bush joins us via Zoom this morning. Nikki, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Gooks. Thank you so much for joining us. So I imagine kids are gaining access to the internet at a younger and younger age. I know I only really started using the internet. Mm, I must have been in primary school, so maybe around the age of 10. Um, But I imagine kids are now starting to become familiar and be online at much younger ages than, say, previous generations. Yes, Gogs, you see what's happening is that very busy parents are passing devices to children in order to keep them busy, to keep them occupied and to calm them down. So you see a you know, toddler having a tantrum in the backseat of a car. The first thing a mom will do is hand a phone to them or an iPad. It shuts them up straight away. It keeps them busy. It uh, distracts them from their anguish, but it teaches them nothing in terms of literally pushing through the emotions to get to the other side. And then, of course, at home, we have uh, very busy, tired parents who are using uh, devices as a babysitter. So when you get home and you want to get on with cooking the dinner and all those sorts of things, children are being sent off to watch TV or to game or hand over your phone and they can access an app. And these kids really are uh, very able to navigate a screen. So in a sense, what I'm saying is that children are filling the hole um, of, of, you know, whatever the pain is that they're carrying, uh, with, with content or with a device. And so there's this, um, addiction that gets created because instead of connection with another human being, there's a disconnection as children are pushed onto screens and then a kind of a dislocation happens. And then they, they become addicted because, These apps, games and uh, devices have been built to create this addiction. So I hope our parents are actually sitting with pen and paper today because I'm going to give some advice of things to watch, things to download to help you understand what's actually happening out there. And please understand that I am not... Um, an either or person. It's not about keeping screens totally away from children. We live in both a real and a digital world. So it's a both and. We just have to find that middle ground. And really, it starts with understanding what children's needs are. And children's needs are really basic. They want attention. And if they're not getting attention, they will go and find it somewhere else. And today, somewhere else is a very big place. It's both online and offline. And it's got some fabulous opportunities. And the reason why we're having World Safer Internet Day is because there is both a risk and an opportunity with technology. And like with everything in life, 
It's a double-edged sword. And we just need to be aware of those risks. And we need to understand what drives children to become addicted to screens and apps and games. And it is because the pleasure center is being activated. So the dopamine, they get a dopamine hit when they're playing games online, where they are leveling up and getting rewards. And so they want to go back for another dopamine hit, as we all would. The same goes for us with email. We have an email addiction. We have a WhatsApp addiction. Um, many adults have uh, grown up gaming, etc. And so you, we all know what it feels like to have that hit of dopamine. And what also happens when uh, we become um, very screen orientated, screen based, and this is the problem when children are more screen based than socializing in the real world, is they also become quite, um, they lose their social skills and they become desensitized. When you're always killing people online, using the very same games often that are used by the US Army to teach uh, their soldiers how to kill online because a lot of, um, uh, you know, drone strikes, etc., are, are being organized from America when they're ha happening in Afghanistan, for example. Mm. You don't see the people you're killing. So it's very much like playing a game online and and you become desensitized to rape and to violence and to killing etc because you do so much of it that it's very normal mm. there used to be a debate and i don't know if parents still i guess uh i try to make sense of this but what is a good age or what is a right age to give a child a phone um, again, when, I mean, smartphones weren't a thing yet, but it was always, uh, you could get a cell phone in high school. So once you were in grade 10 or maybe grade 11 or 12, it was the idea that then you could get a, a cell phone. Has that changed where um, yes. perhaps, you know, there isn't, you know, it isn't, you know, when you're in high school, you're a little bit older. It's not a rite of passage anymore. Yes. It's not a rite of passage. You're talking about a rite of passage. Yes. So when you turn 13, you got a cell phone. And I wish parents would continue with that. In fact, my nephew turned 13 last week and he got a cell phone for the first time. And I absolutely applaud parents who hold hold their line on that. You know, your children have access to your phone. They don't need their own phone. The problem today is that you're not giving your child a basic feature phone. You are giving your child a smartphone. You are probably giving them a hand-me-down smartphone, your last smartphone, or the older brother or sister's smartphone. And a smartphone gives your child internet access. And that means your child has access to the world and the world has access to your child. And the world is a very big place. And we can no longer say that uh, predators and pedophiles are men in white vans sitting outside school anymore. There are millions and millions and millions of them online just waiting for a child just like yours, uh, who doesn't know enough, isn't tech savvy enough, and can fall prey to, you know, to, to, to what they do, because they do groom children. And it's important that your children know this. And that's, uh, you know, what I, I get across in my workshops with children. You, you were asking about at what age children are getting smartphones. And I'm telling you that they're getting smartphones from grade one. That is seven years earlier than the 13-year-old, you know, rite of passage. Yeah. And 
I'm starting to to be asked, well, in fact, it was quite some years ago, I've, I've been doing workshops for children from grade two onwards. It's It's really scary. And I have to start off by talking to them about safety in the real world. What have your parents taught you about how to stay safe in the real world? And they tell me all sorts of things from, you know, don't run with knives, don't play with guns, don't take sweets from strangers, don't take lifts from strangers, don't play with fire. They get that. But their parents aren't teaching them how to be safe online. And the default is that it's become the school's job. And it's not the school's job. It starts at home. And it starts with when do you give your child a smartphone? And then how do you teach them how to be safe online? Are you using parental control apps? And I definitely wouldn't be using parental control apps with high school children. But I I, I would be using parental control apps with primary school children if you are going to give them a smartphone. Mm. So you can go on to NikkiBush.com, go to the shop and go and look at Bark and Griffon, those are two that you can can look at um, because it's a little bit like giving your child a two-wheeler bicycle for the first time. You would not put them on a two-wheeler bicycle without fairy wheels mm-hmm. for the first couple of weeks so that they learn how to ride safely. And you will only take those fairy wheels off once they have their confidence and their skills. And in the same vein, we need to teach our children how much is enough, how much is too much. We need to teach them how to use um, devices and being online in a respectful, responsible fashion. They don't learn this in a vacuum. And and also, it also sounds as though, and I mean, we've spoken about this before, that getting a cell phone then becomes a responsibility. So here is this device. It gives you access to basically almost unlimited information, but there are ways in which it needs to be used responsibly. So you don't cause harm to yourself, harm to other people, uh, harm to your reputation. So having very, I guess, uh, grown up or very mature conversations with your kids, if you're going to be giving them this really powerful tool that gives them access to knowledge, access to people, is then saying to them, okay, you now have this tool, this is what you can do with it, but this is also what other people can do. So even having quite, I think, scary conversations to say, unfortunately, there are people using cell phones, the internet, um, social media platforms uh, to pray on children, to take advantage of Mm. children, uh, which is a very scary thing, especially if your child is very small, you don't want to traumatize them. This is exactly why, unless you are prepared to have these very serious conversations with your children and put a contract in place uh, with your children, a cell phone contract, which you can download for free at NikkiBush.com under free resources. If you're not prepared to talk about extortion, blackmail, um, social exclusion, um, naked selfies, Porn, if you're not prepared to talk to your eight-year-old about those things, they should not have a cell phone. It's as simple as that. Because if you're not going to talk about those things, you cannot protect them. Basically, what I try and do with parents and with children is to help them 
to make the absolute best choices they can when they are online, the safest choices, the wisest choices. And if you think about a child who's eight or nine years old, their critical thinking is not at the right level for making these very serious choices um, that they're going to be faced with. So I really do urge our parents and grandparents to go and watch a movie called Disconnect. Uh, it was on Netflix some time ago. Go and try and watch Disconnect. Go and watch The Social Dilemma because you have to talk to your children about the fact that they are being marketed to 24-7 on social media. And in fact, they're not just being marketed to, they are actually becoming the product themselves. So every time they sign up for something and they give their email address or their phone number, they're actually becoming cannon fodder in the whole marketing process. So very important that they learn and understand that there's a whole system that is being built to sell to them and to keep them online for as long as possible, because the longer you're online, the more likely you are to buy something. Hmm. And go and watch the Tinder, Sw the Tinder Swindler. Mm -hmm. That's a fascinating watch um, just to see how easy it is for adults to be duped. And here you are giving a child a very, very powerful device. Because that was going to be my next question. So, you know, do parents themselves know what is out there? Do they, are they aware of, I mean, look, uh, mobile devices have been revolutionary. They really have changed the way, you know, we do everything from how we uh, move to how we, um, you know, communicate, do work, etc. But do parents themselves have this knowledge or understand this knowledge that they now have to share with their kids? It sounds as though for many parents, they'll need to start understanding this information themselves first before being able to then give it to the kids because I think many of us are still not quite sure what the world wide web is and how it works <laughs> yeah absolutely everything starts with us as adults so that's why I'm saying watch disconnect watch the social dilemma watch the tinder swindler it'll give you such a good um, you know insight into what we're talking about and the things that you know children tell me they're so honest when kids talk to me about their use of devices. It's actually quite sad and scary um, because so much of what they do online, and these are 12 and 13 year olds when they talk to me after my workshops, are talking to me really about the fact that they're online because they get more attention online than they get in the real world. This is the driving force. This is the addiction to have people paying attention to them. And if that means sharing a naked selfie, that means sharing a naked selfie. They're not thinking about their reputation and, and one day they're going to, you know, go for a job and somebody's going to find a naked selfie online about them or the fact that a naked selfie is being used for re revenge porn. And this is one of the things adults don't understand is that social media lawyers are earning a fortune in fighting cases around revenge porn. And that's when you break up with somebody and they happen to have naked selfies of you because when you were in love with each other, you shared them. And now they're using them against you. Now, that is a conversation you have to have with children because most children by the age of 12 have been asked for a naked selfie. Now, isn't that sad? And 
And, and that is the reality that our children live with. And they're not asked once. They might be asked as this one girl was. She was hounded 53 times, 56 times for, for a year, 56 times by the same boy. She was 13 to share a naked selfie of herself. She finally gave in and then she had to change her identity because her whole world collapsed. We received a WhatsApp so voice note on 0727021702. Good morning, Gooks. Good morning, Nikki. Nikki, it's not only kids with cell phones. Adults, you can't have a decent conversation with them anymore. They sit and laugh for TikTok. You can't go out for lunch with them. Nobody can have a decent conversation. Even if they're in the cars, they don't care what you say, what you do. There can be a robbery, they don't see it. At the end of the day, it's all about the phones. Enjoy your day, Brenda. Thank you very much for that, Brenda. So, Nikki, where do we begin about where do parents start to find uh, resources uh, to keep their children safer, but also, I think, uh, start capacitating themselves, giving themselves the mm. knowledge that they'll then share with their kids? Absolutely. So the first thing is to get my book, Tech Savvy Parenting. You can get that online at NikkiBush.com. And then um, you they, they, I have written a lot on on my on my blog, so you just have to Google social media, etc., and watch those particular uh, movies and series that I've mentioned: Disconnect, Social Dilemma, The Tinder Swindler, and uh, you can use Common Sense Media. Dot com if you want to check out anything to do with uh, films, movies, or, or games and apps. Um, that is a really good resource to work out whether it's age appropriate or not. And talk to people, talk to friends, um, get yourself, uh, find out what your kids are watching. Be part of their lives. It is so, so important. At the end of the day, your children actually want a deep and meaningful relationship with you. And if they don't have that, they will be looking online. That is the, the bottom line, um, is that they will fill the emotional void with something. Mm -hmm. And it's highly likely going to be a device or the internet. Mm. So, Please build your relationships with your children. Eat together around the dinner table. Have a rule of no devices at the dinner table. There's also, under free resources, the money or the box game. And if you want to help your children to learn how to manage their time on a screen, whether it's gaming or watching television, go and download the money or the box game. And that is a fantastic place to start. It is a family media management strategy and it teaches children to make wise choices because when they run out of tickets, because they have to pay you in tickets every time they use uh, TV or are gaming, then there's no more tickets, there's no more TV, there's no more gaming. So they have to learn to ration themselves which is a very good life skill. Delayed gratification is fantastic for teaching children how to balance their time online and on a screen. Nikki, as always, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time this morning. 
Thank you, Gooks. Have a great day. You too. That's our resident human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. If there is a topic you'd like for us to discuss in our parenting feature, drop us a WhatsApp message on 072-702-1702. You can send us an SMS on 31702. If it's a little bit longer, you'd like to send an email, send me an email at gooks at 702.co.today. That's G-U-G-S at 702.co.today.